0: The roads are kind of a mess out there. They're going
2: to be, yes. I'm sort
0: of surprised as I look at the live cameras. Doesn't look that bad. Mm-mm. You think we're just scared? We're scared of the snow? Um, it's I, that temperature where you get sort of nervous yeah. when you see it. I get, I'm a little bit of a nervous driver in the snow. I spun yeah. out once years ago. Yeah, me too. Oof. I was going down the highway at like probably 60. Yeah. It was that beginning snowfall where you see, like, the snow sort of dancing, ballet style mm-hmm. all around the road. But
2: Swirling around. Yeah, said, yeah, nothing's
0: really accumulating. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just hit a patch, and you yeah. it's the worst sound in the world. When your car, like, vroom, vroom, oh, vroom Scary. And then smacked right into the concrete median. Oh, man. We I was doing okay. something very important. You're like, well, what, Jason, why were you we out in the snow? It must have been very important. <laughs> It was so important, Laura. We were going to see my friend Barry Rubin, who uh, owned a pen store. Pen,
2: pen, like as store. in a writing utensil. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> and had, you
2: had to go in a snow
3: store. Had
0: had the kids loaded up to go down the IDS building to go see Barry Rubin and oh, buy a pen. Wow. Yeah. Uh That was dumb. <laughs> He didn't know. It's a beautiful pen, though. I mean, I don't know, it It must out. have been worth it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: they say that the snow will be coming in, you know. One thing that I read from the National Weather Service just about an hour ago was that it will be coming in like 30 to 60 minute spurts. Okay. And then move on out.
0: All right. Well, that should be so fine. Much,
2: and not much is going to accumulate, less than half an inch.
0: It's so weird to think like it's going to be 65 or 67 on Sunday. In a few days. I know.
2: I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. And then Monday, did you see back down?
0: Back cold again? Yes. I don't go that many days out. That's too many days. Uh, do you trust six days out? No. No, I don't. How many days do you go?
2: Maybe two. <laughs> it really can change in a, on a yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: true. Uh, what do you think about this Wendy's dynamic pricing idea? I
2: don't fully understand that. So when it's when it's busier, prices will go up. That's right. I, th- I think that's really stupid. And who's going to want to go to Wendy's and make it busy if they have to pay more?
0: Well, maybe it would go, go lower, right? Yeah. Like, they could give you a discount. I What I can't tell from this idea, because the way it's being reported is that it's like surge pricing. Yeah. And from what I can tell, like, it's not really surge pricing. It's more like, if it's really slow, they're going to lower the lower the price like they're, they're going to try. They say we will try dynamic pricing. So, like, no one complains about a happy hour. Right. Yeah. Which is sort of dynamic pricing. Yeah. It's the unpredictability, I guess that yeah. that part is what's annoying.
2: What is the goal here?
0: Um, I I think part of it is to stimulate demand, right? So if you if you uh, lower the price and you have no life and you get an alert, you're like, hey, I'm gonna go get a frosty. I'm, I'm
2: <laughs> I don't know to, like, I'm going to Wendy's at one o'clock.
0: It's very interesting. Yeah. Like I part of me thinks like Everything doesn't need to be dynamic no, pricing. No, like already concerts are like that. Yeah. Sporting events. Just let it be. Like just pick a price. Yes. Call it. I like agree. I think. I wish gasoline. Like I wish they didn't change the gas price every day. Mm-hmm. Like just pick a price.
2: Well, there's a lot of factors that go into that. When you're talking about oil supplies and blah blah blah. Well,
0: it's true for most commodities or most inputs, right? Sugar is like that. I suppose. Grains. I don't know. Yes. I do like a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. (laughs) So I got to tell you, that (laughs) is a very great. It's a good sandwich. I tried to make the Frosty once at home, Mm. like a home version of the Frosty, with like a little bit of like you need like that malted flavor to it, but like a little bit of gelatin. Oh, that was like the secret ingredient.
2: Do you have an ice cream maker? No. How did you do that?
0: Uh, Just with ice cream, like I think, like a blender. You know, blender. Yeah, okay. did it with ice cream in a blender. Got it. Years ago, I did a story for TV that was like the secret ingredients on your favorite fast food. Mm. So, like, you could try to make it at home, and the Frosty was pretty close. Okay. texture saying the visibility is a little sketchy on 494. Okay. But about one in five cars still don't have their lights on. Mm, turn them on. Here's the thing with lights. Like, I used to be annoyed at people when they would have their lights off. I don't think it's your fault anymore because the cars ha- all have the automatic lights. Yes. Yeah. So we are so used to thinking our lights are on yeah. because the daytime running lights are on. Okay. But yeah. your rear lights are not on.
2: Mm, okay. So See, you have, I'm like, learning something here. That's... Thank you for that.
0: Does your lights?
2: I don't. I don't. Do you touch have an them. auto? Yeah. yeah,
0: it just goes on. Yes. So I, for sure, have like screwed up and forgot to turn my lights on, and it's because it's on the auto. Yeah, me too. Like I just think it's just going to go. Yeah. But it doesn't you have to turn it out?
2: I didn't know that, Jason. Are you kidding me? No. Like I have to turn my lights on for, yeah. in order for the back ones to light up. mm Hmm. Oh. Yeah, This is revolutionary. Yeah. I didn't know this.
0: Now, one thing I do is a lot of times I just, like, leave my lights on, and they and turn they off. they turn off automatically. They turn off. Yeah. So I just leave them on. Okay. And that solves the problem.
2: But you have to have them in the on position, not yeah, auto. Yeah, so I
0: blame the car makers. Like, the car makers have put it, these automatic lights, which is nice. But, like, let's be honest. Like, today's battery in your car, it's not like running the lights all the time is going to kill your battery. It's better technology. It's a, you, we're not driving around in a 1982 Ford Festiva. <laughs> like, you're not going to drain your battery from leaving your headlights on. Okay. You're just not.
2: That's kind of ingrained in us, though, isn't it? It is, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Someone will text in if I'm full of crap Okay. And if I'm wrong. Because the car experts love to text in and tell me when I'm wrong. But I am fairly confident.
2: In auto, That doesn't mean your lights are on. Correct. I'm going to look tonight when I go to my car. And see what happens.
0: Some vehicles, the texture is saying, have all the lights go on when it's on automatic. Okay. And they do at night when it's dark. But if it's still light out and you have rain or snow or whatever, okay. you might think that your lights are on because it sort of looks like they're
2: mm-hmm. on, But they're not. Okay. Good that's to my, know.
0: That's my tip. And you can just leave them on and you're not going to drain your battery. That's my other tip.
2: You have provided a big public what? service on this radio station today, Jason. Wonderful.
0: It's my goal every day. I love it. Yeah. Most days I fall significantly short. (laughs) (laughs) Another texture saying Wendy's have fab baked potatoes. Who knew? (gasps) Okay. Now, this is valid. I don't want to watch a stock ticker to know when I'm supposed to buy a stupid hamburger. (laughs) Right. There is a point where like some of this technology, and maybe it's just we're getting old. Because my kids, so my kids love McDonald's love Taco Bell. And why do they like why do they like McDonald's and Taco Bell? Why? Because the app gives them discounts all the time.
2: Oh, so they're all the time. Yes.
0: So it's always like, oh, it's free fry Friday at Mm. McDonald's or oh I can get this or that.
2: That is some smart marketing by McDonald's.
0: Oh the kids love the Yeah. And the kids are broke, right? Like my kids don't have money. No. Although like they have more money than I did at they that age. I sure as heck wasn't going out to eat. I know. You're like and as a parent, like, oh, so many of you guys out there can relate to this. Sam will have soccer. So say he has soccer from five thirty to seven. So we're waiting on dinner. Like this week we made we had a couple pork chops. Yeah. We we're making dinner for Sam on Sunday. He was at church school, confirmation. And uh, right about like church school ends at like seven thirty, so right around seven twenty, Alyssa says, "What do you think the odds are that we (laughs) get a text (laughs) that says I'm going to McDonald's with some Uh friends?" I'm like very high, and sure enough, that was it. Yeah, ten minutes later, yeah, going to McDonald's. Oh
2: God. That's kind of their thing. That's good. That's good, good kid time. I yes. mean, that's yes, it's, it's all good, good that he has a
0: friend. You're like, yes. I'm glad you have a friend. That's right. I'll eat your dang pork chop. Is what's what's going to happen there? <laughs> Are you? uh Last week, that whole AT and T outage. Yes. Do you have AT and T?
2: No, I do not.
0: So you're you had no outage on not at all. Thursday. Nope. So I was out all morning, mm. and then I got a text the next day from AT and T. Very nice really you know great to hear from her. they're like we're going to give you a credit good yeah you're like all right 5 bucks <laughs> 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 now like my service was down da- like if you prorate my bill like maybe that's a fair i don't know
2: how did you do without Access yeah. to your phone thank you. for an extended amount thank of time you. is what I would like yeah, to know. thank
0: you. Honestly, thank you for respecting my pain in that time. I,
2: I can't even imagine.
0: It was challenging. Yeah. You know.
2: But think of how good that was for you, probably. That it, was
0: good. It was good. It was good. Like, we, when we got in the car to drive to... Oh,
2: poor Dan got to be subjected to
0: this. That's we, right. We, we were driving the ballpark. Oh. And no GPS. Well. Now, I have made that drive. I don't know half a dozen times already that week, and you still, I still had that moment. I'm like, Dan, is this is this where I turn? Mm-hmm. No GPS, but we did it. See,
2: see what you can we do. We did it. I
0: know. <laughs> Aren't you proud? I
2: am proud. Five dollars
0: though, like if you're now five dollars times every AT T customer exactly. is probably a lot of money, and also like AT T has a lot of money
2: true. Do you think they really want to give it to people who are inconvenienced for a few hours, though?
0: Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. They do not want to give you money. And they Mm -hmm. probably didn't have to. I always think about these things. Like, there's another story today about, you know, Delta has this program where if you don't get your luggage delivered at the carousel within 20 minutes, you can go on their website and fill out a form. And they give you twenty five hundred points. Miles miles, or points or whatever, yeah.
2: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: So what's happened is that TikTok is showing everyone like, hey, here's how you game the system. Mm. Every time you fly, go fill this out. And you'll get the miles. And so Delta is going to get rid of that. Of course. They originally did it to respond to something Alaska Airlines was doing and Delta and Alaska compete in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So Delta matched it. Alaska makes it hard to redeem like you still you have to go to the baggage office or something. Okay. Delta just had a website. They made it too easy. Yeah. <laughs> they made it too easy. 20 minutes. I mean today if you get your baggage in 20 minutes, like you've yeah, hit the jackpot. That's fast. Yeah. Now, like, I mean, it's it's tough out there, for getting your, your checked bags at the... I used to look at the people who carried on mm-hmm. and think, like, ugh. Like, why would you want to carry your bag with you throughout the airport? Like, I always checked. Yeah. And now I try to jam all my stuff into... I'm one of those guys, like, trying to squeeze that carry-on into the overhead.
2: I'm exactly the opposite. We have always been carry-on people, just... A smaller, yeah. smallish bag, pack light, bring it on the plane. But now lately, we've been checking, and it's been very. It's kind of nice, nice it's isn't very it? Very nice, and you get it to one bag free, check free. So it's it's just depending mine. on the airline, right? Yeah, yeah. Delta.
0: Delta gives you a freebie. Yeah,
2: if you're oh. in their program. Oh, yeah. you
0: got to be in the thing. Yeah. The one part of our
4: Sun Country flight home that went how it was supposed to go uh-huh. was the baggage delivery at the end of the flight. I mean, mm. I got off the plane. Yeah, you know, I wasn't was two rows behind you or something like that.
0: I mean, once you're behind me, you're sort of dead sort to of, me. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't. Why ready. weren't so, you
2: sitting together?
0: Oh no, we didn't need that.
4: Oh. <laughs> no, no, you got no. You had right.
0: to pay. Like, if you want to reserve a seat, you have to pay. Did you pay to reserve a seat? Oh well, no. I mean, it
4: depends on where you wanted to be in the plane. The further back in the plane you went, you didn't have to pay any extra like, to pick a seat, but you could then reserve a seat. You did you pick a seat? Yeah, I was because I always want a window seat, so. I did not pick
0: a seat. I just no let idea. I let the computer do its thing. Pick it.
4: But I mean, so I got off the plane, made one stop at the bathroom. And by the time I got to the luggage carousel, this is Terminal Two. It's not like it's you have a yeah. far way to go. Bags were already there. Wow! So I, I mean, literally walked up. To How the long were you and, in the bathroom?
0: Was it number one or two? <laughs>
4: you really? I'm going to talk about <laughs> that on WCCL <laughs> Radio. <laughs> it was a short TMI. stop.
2: Put it that way. All right.
0: That's pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Laura, thank you. See you tomorrow. We'll see if I go to Hudson. I'm still in negotiations. Oh, I'm supposed to go to Hudson tonight for a new pizza place that's oh, opening yeah. up. My wife is like, Are you sure we want to drive to Hudson?
2: Can you go a different night, like tomorrow?
0: Uh, no. Okay. I'm busy. I got to go to the bathroom it's tomorrow. Tough it's going to take be a Jay's long team. time. Yeah. Yeah. Very busy. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. 523 D rush hour news. <laughs> headlines. Would you like to talk through my schedule? We could probably like we could book a time. I don't even know what I'm doing to. It. Oh, I'm going to dinner, going to dinner with some friends. All right. Who cares tomorrow? Who cares? Today? D rush hour headlines. Women in film. This is supposedly the year of the women movie. Nope. Of all the weird places you can get married, why does a couple get married in a gas station bathroom? That and more when we come back. D-Rush Hour news headlines on this February 27th. A huge percentage of teachers are saying they do not have enough influence over what they're teaching. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, Blois had this in his... Morning Take newsletter, it's a Pew Research report, 71% of teachers say they don't have enough influence over what they're teaching. And my first reaction was like, okay, like if you ask teachers, they're always going to say like, we don't. When Pew asked a similar question in fall of 2022, not that long ago, 30% said teachers don't have enough influence. Now it's 71%. You know, so the the debates, the all of the debates over what is being taught in the classroom, you know, you can, whether you feel like, hey, parents should be speaking up or, or you feel not, the reality is teachers are feeling it. 58% say their state government has too much influence. 45 say the federal government has too much. and 32% say school board and parents. When you think of the biggest movies of the year, you probably think about Barbie. Little Nicki Minaj for you. Variety reporting on new research that actually shows it was a worse year for leading women than last year by a lot. USC's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, which I know just saying that triggered some of you. But they analyze the 100 top-grossing films of 2023 and say, all right, how many featured girls or women in a leading or a co-lead role? And there are only 30 out of 100. A sharp downturn compared to 2022, which had 44 movies that met that criteria. Last year's number rolls, rolls us back to 2010 levels. Now, if you say, what about... Women who are 45 or older, terrible. Three films, Cocaine Bear, Carrie Russell, uh, Nia Vardalos and My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, and Selma Hayek, and Magic Mike's Last Dance. Really, three of the finest films of 2023. This is a catastrophic step back for girls and women in films, says the director of that institute. In the last 14 years, we've charted progress to see this reversal as both startling and a direct contrast to all the talk of 2023 as the year of the woman. Of all the weird places you can get married, a gas station bathroom. Major shout out to Brenda Ordonez of Fox 19 Now in Kentucky. Oh, you're surprised this happened in Kentucky, are you? You should be, a, you're, you should be ashamed. Uh, these two goofs got married inside the hop shops because Tiana Abney worked at the hop shops. She didn't want to just get married in a typical chapel or go to the church. Wanted something fun to tell her kids. Something fun. A good experience. Now, the hop shop bathroom is a little different. You push a button, disco lights come on, music plays. But still, like, you're getting married, like, in the can. Like, you're in the bathroom. By the way, their first dance shared in the bathroom was Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. (laughs) Just that whole story. Shrinkflation, President Joe Biden going Andy Rooney on the bit. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is what it's come to. So the New York Times reporting on how the president has begun accusing companies of ripping off Americans. He may take executive action on shrinkflation. Which, by the way, like that is... That is bad news for Chad Hartman, if you're going to have executive action against shrinkflation. This may come up during the State of Union address next week. Uh, Here's why. Inflation is moderating, but groceries are still outrageous. There's a senator of Pennsylvania, Ben Casey, who issued a scathing shrinkflation report. I mean, is this what qual I, I guess like this goes to some of the things we're talking about lately, like these service charges and shrinkflation. And like these are things companies have been doing forever. Like, did we just get stupid and we can't figure it out? Like why why is this why is this so hard for us to understand now? Now, I do think high corporate profit margins right now when you have inflation cooling and food production costs falling. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to take a look and say, like, we know what's going on here. It's not like the mysterious supply chain is driving up costs. It's it's companies taking profit. But we're going after shrinkflation? Oh, my gosh. 534. That is the D rush hour. I mean, I don't like shrinkflation, but should the president be? Yeah, maybe. Uh back in just a minute we'll get another update on the snow and the weather and traffic as well here on Drive Time with Russia. We interviewed Nikki Haley, Republican candidate for president. Uh, She went after Donald Trump in our interview, saying that he's a candidate who cannot win a general election. Said Democrats salivate at the thought of Donald Trump running. And she also said that Dean Phillips, she was flattered that he mentioned the possibility of running uh, as a ticket. But... She said, I'm a Republican. So no real interest in that. Uh, You can check out the whole podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, it was our first hour, the 3 o'clock hour. So you can get it on your podcast platforms. You can get it on WCCOradio.com right now. There's a story that says Nikki Haley exclusive. And you can listen to the whole interview from Drive Time with to Russia right there. So lots of good texts in response to that. Uh, So check it out. It is caucus night. So Republicans will be coming together tonight. Uh, And, you know, no reason to think that Nikki Haley has much of a chance. But I find this idea that we should be obsessing over why are you still in? Who are you going to endorse? What are you doing? You know, we did an interview where we really talked about issues because I, uh, as a voter, what do I care if she stays in or if she's out or who she's going to endorse? Like, is she a good candidate? Do you have good positions on the issue? Do I agree with you? I mean, I think those are the questions as voters uh, we, should be, we should be looking at and we should be thinking about. Um, Byron Buxton had his return to center field today. We and sur- there's, there's, we can
4: tell he finished in one piece.
0: It seemed fine. Yeah. It seemed fine. Um, you know, you get worried, right? Like Byron has, he, he's missed a lot of time. And he told us when we were down there that he was in a lot of pain last year. So you worry, you're like, all right, if you're injured, if you have a knee injury, can you really fully rehab? Or are you always sort of hurt?
4: There were two things about that interview that I think stood out to me. And one was his uh his talking about how much pain he was in last year yeah. and then talking about how much the little things that he had to get reused to in the outfield.
0: Yeah, he talked about the challenge of that. Um in the He did have a ball hit uh to center and it looked from the reports out there, it looked like he was gonna dive and go for it. And he didn't. And when he was asked in the clubhouse afterwards, he said, I'm not gonna dive in spring training. I think on behalf you know of what? Twins fans, we'll thank say yeah. we'll say thank you. That's okay. Uh we're gonna take a quick break. We'll get uh we'll get another do we do weather here? Yes, we will. I don't even know this show. I know. I think we do one more. That's why you have me. That's why I want to break. I want to break another traffic and weather update. Let's let's get people updated on that as you're uh, traversing through the snow. We haven't had snow during rush hour in a long time. So let's break. We'll do that. And when we come back, we'll visit with a California winemaker, second generation who's going to be in town this weekend. Tell you about a chance you can see her coming up here on CCO. This weekend, Minnesota Monthly brings winemakers from all over the country here to the food and wine experience. And one of those winemakers is a second generation family member at Jay Lohr. Cynthia Lohr is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Cynthia, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Fifty years you guys have been getting it done and you've been a sort of a stalwart of the food and wine experience here in Minnesota.
3: Why why do
0: you think Minnesota you're you're in Paso, right? <laughs>
3: Yes, we're in, in Paso Robles uh, predominantly, and uh, you know, Minnesota is such a marquee uh, state for us. We love you all, and you do we so been- well.
0: What do you what do you think you have such success in Minnesota? Because you guys really have had uh, tremendous success here, and I don't know that all Minnesotans know that much about the kind of you know, uh, the the Paso Robles area, the more central yes. California area, you know.
3: Yes. Well, thank you. We have such a, a great story and I'm happy to share a little bit of it with you. So I think why we do so well in Minnesota is a number of factors, but it could be harnessed by three words that I will call family, place, and craft. And now family because it's a, a perhaps a, a known fact or a little known fact depending upon where you are in the country that Uh, My father, Jerry Lohr, grew up in nearby South Dakota and came out to California to get his uh, PhD in civil engineering, had his own building and development business uh, for custom homes, and he and his building partner found they had a mutual love of wine, so they started traveling to California's central coast, where they first put their boots down in Monterey County's Arroyo Seco, and then about seven years later in Paso Robles, which is about an hour south. It's a little inland from San Luis Obispo County. But that ability to really understand uh, what the soils, uh, what the climatic conditions, uh, what... Vines need to flourish for particularly Bordeaux, you know, red wine varieties, was really what is the place in uh, J. Lore. Mm-hmm. And uh, because my father grew up in a uh, South Dakota farming family, he understands soils, he understands soil nutrients, etc. Now, family, because Uh, You mentioned 50 years. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Ben Jason I'm speaking with, right? Yep.
0: Yep. That's right.
3: Yes. So 50 years. You nailed it. So uh, 50 years of family wine grape growing and winemaking. And so we have a long tenure in Minnesota. So it's our customers, consumers, accounts, distributors, everyone that you engage with has helped build our brand over these 50 years. So we are a known, trusted brand. We're known for high quality. We're known for our affordability and accessibility. And that really dovetails into craft. So my father is a civil engineer, and our winemakers really are... Vested in state-of-the-art equipment and winemaking techniques that really bring forward uh, the the very best of a varietal yeah. uh, character each of our wines. So I would say that's really what we're known for, and we kind of hinge it under family, place, and and, and craft. But uh, you all are you are all so fantastic uh, over there in Minnesota that we love coming your market we love participating um in the food and wine experience and we're so delighted to be a part of it again this year
0: food and wine experience is this weekend uh saturday and sunday there's still tickets available that you can get uh online you can go find those at uh minnesota monthly.com and just click on that right at the top of the page if you want to go out it'll be out in egan and uh pretty good stuff what's your What's your one wine that people should buy if they want an introduction to the J. Lore brand here in Minnesota?
3: Oh my goodness, I would just say uh J. lore for every occasion because quite frankly, J Cynthia uh, give uh, me a, a break,
0: pick <laughs> a wine, come on
3: <laughs> I know, I know okay, all right, I will. Delor Pure Paso, you've got to try. If you are really craving a Paso Robles experience, that is our Cabernet Sauvignon and Petite Sirah blend that are among our first two varietals that we ever grew. And quite honestly, Jason, I think I'm counting about uh, almost close to twenty different wines that we're pouring uh, for you all this weekend. Nice. But if nice. you want know, a, a taste or a flavor of, of Paso Robles, Definitely ask for the J. Laura Pure Paso.
0: Perfect. All right. Cynthia, Laura, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, we'll see you at the thank Food and Wine you. Experience this weekend, March 1st through the 3rd, but Saturday, Sunday over there at the uh, Vikings uh, Hotel Complex right there in Egan. Should be good stuff. You know, I ask the tough questions. Like, if I tell you to pick pick a wine, just pick a wine. Sometimes when your name is on the bottle, when it's your family, you're too close. You're too close. (laughs) Uh, There are going to be 35 different restaurants, uh, different food partners, 30 vineyards over there. So it should be be good stuff. Food and wine experience. Uh, Minnesota Monthly going on this weekend. That's it for us. Was I too mean? Was I too tough? Like, come on.
4: I don't know, I just I picked up the phone and she was teared up. Clearly you could hear her voice,
0: so <laughs> it's rough. You know. That's this show. We Okay, we fine. we one don't one. pull any punches here. Don't expect a softball interview, winemaker from California. Nikki Haley or a winemaker. I don't care. We'll see you tomorrow.